Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Could You Voice. Today's guest is Susie Bell, an eastern suburbs paramedic who has first-hand experience witnessing domestic violence. Susie's decided to run an event, Girls Night In, to raise needed funds for women's community shelters and shine a light on domestic abuse in the East. Domestic violence, I hold that quite close to my heart. I've had my own experiences along with numerous of my girlfriends and having to having to watch them go through it. It's just horrible. And I wanted to make a difference somehow. I wanted to follow on my care, not just here's a helping hand and I hope the best for you. I wanted to make, even if it was just the smallest influence, to one, educate everyone that came to the event on just how severe this all is, but also be able to continue that caring and show these women that there is places you can go and they are safe and they can help rebuild their lives. Susie, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing very well. It is an absolute pleasure. Now, before we get into the meaty part of the interview today, uh, what motivated you to move to the eastern suburbs? Oh, I love the eastern suburbs. It's great. I'm actually from Port Macquarie. And when I first moved here, I was living in North Sydney. And I had a lot of girlfriends that were living over in the east. And I'd come and visit and I knew I had to live here. It's just such a beautiful place. Five minutes from you know numerous beaches that are all amazing and just the community it's got such a cool little community vibe over here like I thought moving from a small town to Sydney I was thinking oh you're not going to really get that you know but like even the small stuff like when you go and fill up your car at the petrol station and the guy's there and he knows who you are and go to the coffee shop and they know your coffee order (laughs) it's all just really nice it's a nice really nice community vibe here that I, I didn't think that I would get in Sydney and and you still do. Have you got a favourite part of the eastern suburbs yet? Oh that's tricky probably Coogee because that's where I live I'd have to vote Coogee but I do like Bronte Beach too that's probably one of my favourites. Susie you're a paramedic in the eastern suburbs what is that like? Yeah it's a it's a very interesting job especially being in the eastern suburbs so my permanent station is Randwick station so I work mostly in and around the east spend a lot of Friday and Saturday nights getting pulled into the city, picking up lots of interesting characters there. Not so much during COVID, I must say, but um, that's changed a little bit. And then, yeah, working in the eastern suburbs, you've got a very diverse community, I guess. You've got a very low socioeconomic group of people and then also very high. And we cater for everyone from low to high and everywhere in between. But obviously that has an effect on people's lifestyles. So, yeah, it, it is pretty amazing. You get to meet a lot of different people. Sometimes not in the the best situations, but it's very rewarding and even better when you find out later on the outcome, you know, if it's a positive outcome, it's even better to find out later and meet the family and they all come and say thank you. And yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's pretty cool to be able to, you know, when you get a spare two minutes to yourself, grab a coffee and sit down at Coogee Beach if you can. And yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's a pretty amazing place to work. It's very busy non-stop you're always on the go but yeah it's a pretty great place especially to start out I've 
I started my career here in Randwick. Great place to start. Really great place to start because you learn a lot very quickly. <laughs> and for any of the year 12 kids who are thinking about becoming paramedics, what advice would you give them? Absolutely do it. It's such a cool job, especially if you are someone who is a bit more hands-on. It's a really cool job. Shift work can be both positive and negative. You've got to get used to sort of night shifts, obviously, and working weekends. But that's like a very minor adjustment considering all the amazing things that the job brings for you. You're working on your own with a partner and um, a lot of people are relying on you to make some pretty big shots. Obviously, you can get back up. Here in Sydney, it's very easy. You've got cars that can come and back you up quite quickly. But it, it is. It's a really unreal job. It's a job where most days you will come home and you've made a difference in someone's life, whether it be very small holding grandma's hand while she's sitting there talking your ear off because she's lonely or to the extent of delivering babies or bringing back someone to life. It is a really, really rewarding job. Susie, tell us about Girls Night In. What motivated you to run this event? Yeah, such a cool event. (laughs) Um, It's been a bit of a few things. Obviously, during COVID, I felt everyone had become a little bit low and I found myself even sort of not doing as much as I usually would and I wanted to give back to something that was quite important to me and obviously uh, domestic violence I hold that quite close to my heart I've had my own experiences along with numerous of my girlfriends and having to having to watch them go through it it's just horrible but obviously being a paramedic you see a lot of domestic violence and it's often that we arrive obviously at the end of whatever's happened and you've got young old middle-aged women they're just like totally broken it's it's so horrible to see these women it just continuously broke my heart and the thing is is that you know I can help them for that small amount of time but it sort of ends there. I, I take them to hospital or I, I give them the care they need. And that's where it ends for me and my impact on their life. And you can give as many words of encouragement as you can. But as a lot of people know, women in these situations, they often stay. They stay in these situations, even though they know it's not right and they know they can do better. They're scared. And I wanted to make a difference somehow. I wanted to follow on my care not just here's a helping hand and I hope the best for you. I wanted to make, even if it was just the smallest influence, to one, educate everyone that came to the event on just how severe this all is, but also be able to continue that caring and show these women that there is places you can go and they are safe and they can help rebuild their lives, you know, give them a second chance not just hope for the best for them anymore. Like I just wanted to do something a little bit extra. So what were the key things that you wanted to achieve from the event? You've spoken about education. I know that there were some amazing fundraising uh, activities that were part of it as well. What did you want to achieve and what do you think the event did achieve? So when I first started uh, planning the event, I just was going to get all my girlfriends together and we were going to have a night in, hence the name Girls Night In. And every time we went to grab a drink or had something to eat or something like that, instead of being out and paying for that stuff, we were going to chuck it in a jar and we were going to donate that money to uh, women's community shelters. But the more I sort of put it out there to my friends and family, 
and even people that donate were don- were wanting to donate things. It just took off. There was so much interest. So many people, they know someone or they've been in this situation. It just got bigger than I ever expected. And we ended up having 70 people in a hall. We had a raffle to start off with. And we raised $4,000 alone just on selling raffle tickets. And then we had the charity night on the evening, which my main goal was obviously to raise money for women's community shelters, but was also just to shine a light on this situation because especially at the moment with everyone being locked inside and during COVID being isolated, things are worse at the moment. They are so much worse. And I wanted to bring it to the forefront of as many people as I could bring it to their attention show them how bad it is and get them on board help them to see the um you know the signs before for their friends or themselves just educate them with that yeah as well as giving a voice to people that have been through domestic violence so I'd actually been contacted I started an Instagram Instagram account and that was to also have both women and men involved shine a light on the statistics, but also raise awareness for the night. And I was contacted by a young lady who actually reached out to me and told me her story about being a domestic violence survivor. And it her story is just unreal. Like how she is so strong right now is just unbelievable. Um, her name's Ashley. And she asked if she could speak about her experience uh, on the night. She did, and she'd never, ever spoken publicly about it before. She's since contacted me and told me that it's changed her, not changed her life, but given her a conf- her newfound confidence. And she wants to go on and continue to do talks like this to raise awareness herself and make a change and support other women going through the same thing. So I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty amazing. Now, just a question. Why did you want to raise funds for women's community shelters? They are unreal. They are doing some really amazing stuff. Women's community shelters specifically because women in these situations, in these domestic violence situations, a lot of them will have children and a lot of them feel trapped. They continue to stay in these situations because, one, they've got nowhere to go. They may not have family close by. They may not feel comfortable even talking to their family and friends about this kind of stuff. So they hide. They're in these situations. They may be held under, you know, monetary value, meaning like they can't leave because they've got no money and and whoever's doing the abusing is bringing, you know, they've got a house, a a roof over their, uh, their heads. They've got money from this person. They're getting food from this person. And a lot of women will never put themselves before their children. And so they stay in these situations getting abused over and over again because they have nowhere to go and they don't think that their life is going to be any better and they don't want to do that to their children. So women's community shelters, they don't just give a roof over over these women's heads. They counsel them. They help them with employment. They look after their children. They sort out education. They are an umbrella of facility an umbrella facility to help women turn their lives around so when I first started doing a bit of research into where I wanted to sort of donate the money I found out that one to three women alone every single night are being turned away from women's community shelters and I think that's heartbreaking because I think when you finally have 
that urge inside you that says, no, enough is enough. I'm going to go and do something about this. I'm going to go to a safe place to be turned around. I can't see them going back and, and trying again. And we need more shelters, especially in the eastern suburbs. We've got three shelters and the population is massive. And the amount of domestic violence in the eastern suburbs is huge. It's You can't deny it. We need more women's shelters. But it was just a no-brainer. Like I, I needed to do something about it. And I thought if we can put money towards maybe a new shelter being opened or helping them along their, their journey, then, of course, I was going to do it. So, Susie, it sounds like an incredibly successful event for 2020. What does 2021's Girls' Night In look like? Bigger and better and hopefully COVID-free. <laughs> yeah, so organising an event during COVID was incredibly hard. But I will say to everyone to get on board because it is doable. So if there's something that you're passionate about, absolutely give it a crack because it's doable and it's still COVID safe. 2021, definitely bigger and better. So hopefully we'll be able to have a boogie as well and, and move around, not have to sit down at tables the whole night. But yeah, we would definitely be having another event. Not sure when yet. And I'll probably give myself more than two months to organize it. <laughs> Hope, hopefully my goal is to have at least 200 guests next year and raise double the amount of money. Um, and in the meantime, just get as much traction as we can for this. Because yeah, it's, it's super important. I think 2021, I've got much more time to organize it. Hopefully we'll be COVID safe touch with everyone and bigger and better. <laughs> Susie, this week, the New South Wales Labor Party opposition is putting a bill to Parliament to criminalise coercive control. What are your thoughts on that? I think it should have been done about 50 years ago. I can't believe that it's not a law already. I don't think cohesive control should even exist. Every single person is independent, whether you've started a life with someone else or not. That's not their choice to have any control over you. And I think the government. The government really needs to have our back, you know, like where here we are, local people trying to do our bit. We need the government to stand up and help us out as well. Should have been done so, so, so long ago. These women need, they need support. They need the government support to say, no, this is not right. And I don't need to put up with this. And if I am going to go through this, there's going to be legal repercussions. I think it's really important and it needs to happen. Susie, there are three questions we ask every guest that comes on to Could Your Voice. You have to tell us the best beach in the eastern suburbs, the best place to get coffee, and where is the best place to get a burger? Oh, this is tricky. These are my three favourite things about the eastern suburbs. <laughs> okay, best beach. I'm going to go with Bronte, definitely. It's beautiful. Best coffee shop. Oh. Being a paramedic, man, I've tried every single coffee <laughs> and there, there's some pretty good ones out there. I'd have to say the Diver on the corner of Arden Street. It's definitely up there and bless them. They always treat us Sambos very well. And also I would say Lux Cafe in Bondi Junction. Their coffee is unreal. And last question, burger. Ooh, that's tricky too. I would go with... Burger Society, I reckon. They're pretty up there, especially if you're a little bit, had too many wines last night and need a little cheesy feed after a big girls' night in. 
that's where you're going to go. <laughs> I will have to check out uh, Burger Society. I, that one has not been recommended to us yet. Okay, Susie, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on Could You Voice. If people would like to learn more about Girls Night In, where should they head? Yeah, so we have our own Instagram page. It's called Girls Night In 20. You can head over there uh, and you can get in contact with me through there. And you can also have a little browse through, have a look at all the statistics, make yourself aware, educate yourself as much as you can and reach out if you want to raise some money for this kind of thing or if you want to plan your own charity event, reach out and let me know because it is definitely doable. And with the amount of suicide rates caused by domestic violence and something called femicide, which I talk a lot about on my Instagram page, is massive. And we're having, you know, like one woman every single week in Australia is dying because they've been murdered by their partner or some sort of relative. And it's just not it's something needs to be done about it. So yeah, reach out, get onto my Instagram page and let's all work on this together. Susie, thank you for joining us on Could You Voice. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. What an inspiring young woman. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Girls Night In, head over to Instagram and check out Girls Night In 20. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. Mm-hmm.